Good day to everybody. Um, God bless you. This is Revive Living Waters, and uh, I want to share the word of God with you briefly. Now, um, the direction in which I'm going is I want to emphasize the word patience. And um, first of all, I'm, I'm going to like define patience and then define something that looks like patience, which is long suffering or suffering long. It's not the same thing. But of course, you know, in English, um, we, 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 we use the word patience generally, but the Bible specifically um, separates long-suffering from patience. And I'll just make my point, okay? If you go to the book of First Corinthians, and we look at the chapter, the chapter on, on love, First Corinthians um, 13, the Bible says in verse 4, um, if you're using a modern translation, it will tell you, it will say, love, patience. And love is kind. Okay? But actually, the word that is translated as patience, which in the King James um, is translated as suffering, suffered long, is not the word actually really for patience. The word is mak rokumia, which means long suffering. Okay? What is long suffering? Long suffering is not does not mean suffering for a long time. Long suffering is the prolonged restraint of anger. And long-suffering relates specifically to our relationship with people, not with spirits, not with demons, but with people, okay? You're not to suffer long with demons, you cast them out, okay? But with people, right, you are to restrain yourself. Jesus, our Savior, said, commanding us, if somebody slaps you on one cheek, you are to turn the other cheek. That is what we call long-suffering, okay? So long-suffering is the prolonged restraint of anger. It is the attribute of God by which people offend him and he does not retaliate. We see it in the book of Second Peter. The Bible says um, God is not slack concerning his promises. King James will say, but his, but his long-suffering, willing that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So what is that saying? People are being offensive towards God, but God is not releasing his wrath to destroy them this moment, right? He's long-suffering. He's turning the other cheek. Why? Because of Jesus and because he wants to reach them with the gospel. Now, in modern translations, it will tell you that, but God is patient, okay? So I just want to show you the difference, and then we hit hard on patience. Now, the word really that most of the time in the New Testament is translated as patience is found in verse 7, of First Corinthians chapter 13. The Bible says, love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. This word, endurance, is actually the word for patience. And the word is who? That's in the, in the Greek. I don't speak Greek, but I'm, I'm reading it there. Is hoop or meno. Hoop or meno. Okay? So this word endurance, and this, one, this word endurance or patience, I'm using synonyms for patience. Endurance, steadfastness, perseverance. Okay? What is the difference between patience and long-suffering? Long-suffering is the prolonged restraint of anger. It's the attribute of God where he takes offense and does not retaliate. 
It is somebody slapping you on one cheek and you turning the other cheek. You are, you are restraining yourself, right? It's not tick for tat. That's long suffering, okay? But patience actually means to be constant, to be consistent. You know, not, there's a nautical term that is used, a shipping term, steady, steadfast. You're going in the same, you continue going in the same direction no matter how you are buffeted, no matter what is happening. Is that okay? Now, this patient, this patient being constant or consistent, all right, in our prayers is, is, is one of the problems we're, we're having that we're not seeing answered prayer. We're not seeing answered prayer because many of us are not remaining patient in prayer. That is constant or consistent. An example, if you are using a hammer, ramming a nail into wood, how many times would you hit the nail? Now, it depends on how many times it would take, right, to drive the nail in. I'm just giving you a, a simple illustration. And that's the thing about patience. You know how to use the hammer. You know how to hit the nail. And you keep on doing it until you get your desired result. We need, right, to be consistent and constant in our walk with God in order for us to receive what God has promised us. Is that okay? But the problem with patience is that, if you hear me now, some of us are being constant and consistent in what is not right. You understand what I'm saying? We have discovered in some people are trained, they don't know how to pray actually, right? Okay, why do you pray like this? Because I saw my pastor pray like that. I saw one great man of God, you know, as they say on TV, pray like that. So that's why I pray like that. So you now take hold of what you saw which may be a gimmick, right? And you just, you, you now begin, you begin, you begin to consistently pray that prayer and you, you don't get any results. And you say, maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe God doesn't want me to have it. But you never actually learn the principle, right? Behind the prayer before, or the principle behind prayer before you started being consistent in it, okay? Um, we've seen situations, to give you an example. Yeah, <laughs> some time ago, some said, if you have any issue in your life, just pray between 12 and 3 every night for seven nights, and the issue will clear. So you see people getting up, let me even add another one. If you really have an issue, strip yourself naked at midnight. I'm telling you, I'm telling you some, some in quotes, Christians believe this. Strip yourself naked at midnight, just as you came into this world naked, and cry to God, and God will answer you. So you see people picking up that kind of error, and then being patient, consistent, and constant in it, and they don't get results. And they're like, is it that God doesn't care about me? I stripped myself naked at midnight, and I stood before my creator, and I cried unto him for deliverance. I cried unto him for help. Nothing happened. That means God doesn't love me. But what is the problem? The person actually does not know the word of God. And if you don't know the word of God, being patient doesn't make sense. You understand? What I'm it doesn't make sense. It's you being consistent in what doesn't work. You understand? Does everybody get what I'm saying so far? Okay? We need to know the word of God and then be consistent in it and then we'll get results. If we don't know the word of God and we're just being, in quotes, really, really going through some religious ceremony and ritual and everything and we're not getting, and we're not getting results, um, we only have ourselves to blame. So it's essential that we actually know that we know this word of God and we know how to apply it. Okay? And it's not too hard. We have pastors we can go and meet. We have God we can ask for wisdom. We have God we can ask for revelation and open that book called the Holy Bible and read it. There are people who have come before us, their resources are available. 
Do you understand? The people can call. Book an appointment with Pastor Rami and say, look, Pastor Rami, I'm, I'm praying to God concerning something and it's just not coming. Then he can show you in the scripture that, no, this, you didn't pray right. You're being consistent in the wrong thing. Okay? This is how, this is what to do. Then once you get hold of, you know, the, word, the principle of God's word, you now do it and apply it consistently. The reward, sorry, the answer is sure. Okay? So, so let's, let's read the passage, the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter. The Bible says something. Um, then I re-emphasize this issue of long-suffering. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's read from there. Around verse 35. Let's look at that. The Bible says, I'll read 35. Um, I'm reading from the King James. Um, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, because it has great recompense of the word. Now watch this. Verse 36 is where I'm going. For you have need of what? Patience. Some of your Bibles will say endurance. Some will say perseverance. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Okay? So the Bible is showing us here that we need to be constant in doing the will of God in order for us to receive what God has promised. Jesus, our Savior, um, told us in the book of Mark 11, in, in, the, in the prayer of faith, he said, in King James, he said, um, Mark 11, 24, he said, whatsoever you desire, ask in faith. Then there's this amazing clause inside that is a clincher. He says, believe that you have received and it will be yours. What happens is that that clause, many times, we don't practice it. We pray, but we don't believe that we receive. That believing that you receive is a place of patience, is a place of consistency. I pray to the Lord for something. Huh? Once I pray, I give thanks. I believe that I have received it. The next day, in my devotion, again, I give thanks, saying, Father, I thank you because when I prayed yesterday, you know, I, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've given it to me. That is when it will be yours. So we stay in believing that we receive until it is yours. Are you all catching what I'm saying? This consistency is essential. But like I said, you can't be consistent if you're applying the wrong principle. If you're applying the wrong thing, your consistency is just, I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's just like saying twinkle, twinkle, little star, I wonder, I wonder what you are. Every day for seven days or 21 days and nothing happens. Okay? So the first thing, we, we need to be intelligent, intelligently go and say, what is the principle of God? Where is the promise of God, first of all? And what is the principle of God that governs this promise? We need to be sure about it. Once we are sure about it, then hold it and be constant in it. You will definitely receive from the Lord. Okay? So, the Bible says you have need of patience or endurance. What's the word in the Strong's? Let me check. Oh, it's hoop or many. The same word. Hoop or many. It's not mycorrhythmia. Mycorrhythmia is long suffering. This is not about people, right? This is about how you are to apply the word of God. Right, in order to receive from the Lord. Is that is that okay? Right? So let's look at another passage, the book of James, the first chapter. The book of James, the first chapter. James chapter one. Now the Bible says in verse two, James chapter one, verse two, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. We are we Christians are not sadists. 
we're not sadists. Okay? We don't pursue pain. We don't go looking for hurt. So in order to understand this passage, first of all, what is a temptation? Right? The word in Greek is periasmos. And the word is translated in a whole range of ways. Let me give you the amplification. Trial. Trouble. Attack. Test. Trial, trouble, attack, test. Okay? So the Bible is telling us here that when we, when we experience um, all kinds of attacks, trials, trouble, and within it, you don't understand, delay is there too. He said we should count it all joy. We should be excited. And sometimes I wonder, wait, I'm not saying this. Then why should I be happy that bad things are happening to me and things are being delayed? But there is a reason for it. See what the Bible says. It says to count it all joy when you fail diverse temptations, trials, um, trouble, attacks. When you're being tested. Verse 3 says, knowing this. So I get excited when there are delays, trouble, you know, um, uh, uh, tests and everything, trials. Because there's something that I know. There is, there is a secret that I know that gets me excited. And look at what it is. It says that the trying of your faith will work patience. So you can see this there. Eh? Once I get hold of the promise of God, the principle that governs the promise, and I consistently apply it, I, I, you see, there's complete and total assurance and certainty that God will come through for you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I repeat, once you get hold of the promise and you know the principles that govern the promise and you apply it with patience, let's change the word patience. You apply it constantly or consistently, right? You are sure of the result. So that's why we get happy. We get happy. Oh! Another opportunity to believe God, because God never fails. See, oh, there's so much to say. In, in, I, bought, I bought a liter of fuel yesterday for 295 naira. Um, last year, a few months ago, yes, yeah, like I said a few months ago, fuel was 165 naira. Can you see the, can you see the price difference? You understand? Um, some other time ago, it was 140, it was 130. See, fuel has doubled in price here in Nigeria, okay? So I called my brother yesterday, and I'm like, Shay, I'm, I'm excited. He said, about what? I said, I bought for, for 295 naira. You know, he said he bought for 275. Somebody else bought for 300. So I finished this one. He said, I'm excited. He said, why are you excited? I said, because see, God is, God is good, and God is true, and, and God is faithful. We can lean on him. Jonathan, as long as we know how to approach him, we are sure of what he will do for us. So right now, <laughs> Guy, I'm, I'm excited because, man, prayer works. You understand what I'm saying? Prayer works. Works. You know, and this idea, I've seen a situation where in, in, this, in, this, in this season, too many people are attacking prayer. They keep on attacking prayer. They keep on attacking God and miracles and signs and wonders. They're attacking Father. No, God doesn't always answer prayer. God may answer. God may not answer. See, there is a book called the Book of the Covenant. There is a book called the Bible. It's the one aspect of this book is not poetry. It's not history, but contract. God has shown us within it 
right? What he will do. Do you understand? As long as we meet the condition. All right? God is the one who revealed prayer to us. We're not the ones. We didn't design prayer like false religions. He's the one that told us, this is how to approach me. And you're sure of an answer. I mean, look at the disciples' prayer, one close. He said, he said um, the Lord speaking, he said, give us this day our deliberate. Or give us our bread for tomorrow, depending on when you're praying, in the morning or in the evening. So you can imagine, you pray for daily bread, and the bread doesn't come till after one month. What's that? God, God asks you to ask for daily bread, because he wants, you to give, he wants to give you that bread that day. So if it takes five, six, seven, eight, nine, two months for you to get food to eat, you know definitely it's not his fault. It's because you don't know how to pray. Now, many people are looking at me, I was teaching this somewhere many years ago, and they're looking at me like, but what do you mean that uh, we should not have to pray? Prayer is natural. We just go to God and say, oh, Heavenly Father, we just bless your name. Just, no, prayer is not natural. Knowing how to pray is not natural. You need to be taught how to pray. Do you understand? The, the Bible teaches you how to pray. It's not a natural thing to just cry to God. You know, a baby, a baby cries to the mother, and the mother hears. And it, it's not the same thing. Okay? Faith has to be taught. The doctrine of Jesus, the apostolic doctrine has to be taught for us to catch it. It's not natural. I repeat it. It is not natural. Knowing how to pray is not natural. It must be taught. So, the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing, James chapter 1 verse 2. We who are Christians are not sadists. And when we say you should be you should count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. We're saying this because there is a spiritual force, a spiritual power, a spiritual ability that comes to work. Are you listening to me? When our faith is tested or tried, it's called patience. Jonathan, meaning if I continue to believe God, now listen, here, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I want us to be on the same page. When we talk about believing God there, please, it's not a sentimental thing at all. It's not a thing of emotion. It's a thing of obedience and action. Believing God is actually obeying the word of God. Can you see? Present continuous. Believing God is actually applying the word of God. Are you listening to me? You need to know how to believe. I repeat, it's not natural. You have to learn how to do it. You need to, you need to be taught it from the pages of the book. This is how to believe God. This is how to pray. This is how to approach God. You need to be taught. It's not natural. And many of us that have never sat down to learn this thing, okay, and, they, and we think it's natural, we're not getting results, and we're, we're coming up with one strange theology that God did not, that didn't ha- doesn't have a source in God. You know, sometimes God will answer your prayer. Sometimes God will not. You know, God is not, you know, God, God is not answering your prayer because he wants you to go through this. You know, God is more interested in developing your character than your comfort. Blah, 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 And all those kind of things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know that as you are learning, you will go through <laughs> some tough times because you're learning. But once you have learned and you know how to do it, you enter into the realm of abundance. And when I say abundance, please, I'm not using prosperity gospel words for abundance. Eh? That means God is meeting on me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So, knowing this, that, I'm reading James chapter 1 verse 3, that the trying of your faith will cause patience to walk. Jonathan, verse 4. Verse 4 is very important. I'd like us to look at this. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, 
wanting nothing. One of the reasons why we are we're experiencing lack in our work with God is because we have not allowed patience to work. What does that mean? We're not being consistent. We're not being consistent. Right? We're not being consistent. So, I mean, you, you come to God believing God for something, then you stop believing. What happens? You 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 it's like it's like it's like the it's like the, the conveyor belt in a factory. You just you switch it off. The process has stopped. I repeat, when you stop believing God, you stop being consistent, constant patient. When you stop applying the word of God in the situation, it's like a conveyor belt in a factory being switched off. Production has stopped. When you start believing God again, it switches up. production, the process is now has now started again, and you can and then what, what you are believing God can now be delivered to you. In 1992, uh, just going to university, I was in my first year in university. Um, around the month of May, I started praying to the Lord for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I had a prayer book written by a particular pastor called Olubi Johnson, Reverend Olubi Johnson of Scripture Pasture um, Church in Ibadan, here in southwestern Nigeria. <clears throat> I prayed from May till about August the 20th, every single night, to be baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I took my prayer from his book. Every night I was saying, Heavenly Father, I come before you, I ask you to baptize the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I was saying the same thing every night, asking every night. Around August the 19th or 20th, so I've been praying May, June, July, I'm into August now trying to receive something from God that God had promised me in the Bible, that he had given me in the Bible. Around August 18th, 19th, I got hold of a book. The title of the book was Finney on Revival, written by a great revivalist about 200 years ago, Charles Grandison Finney. Charles Finney, you know? And in the book, I didn't understand much of what he was saying because the English was old, but I had hunger for God. I just kept on reading. And I got to a particular place where Charles Finney wrote, if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you're calling God a liar. Because God said, be filled with the Spirit in the book of Ephesians. And I didn't know much then. And I was like, wow, God is not a liar then. If he said he's giving it to me, who am I to say I don't have it? So, in my prayers, every night, I used to pray between 11 and 12 or 12 and 1 on a green cushion in my mom's living room. My father had just died some months earlier. So when I finished my prayers and worship, I will now say to God, hear me now. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you because now I was not asking to be baptized in the Holy Ghost anymore. I said, Father God, thank you because you have baptized me in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I thank you because the Holy Spirit is all around me. I did it the first night. How, 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 many, how, many, how many seconds was that prayer? 10 seconds? My thanksgiving in that area was just 10, sec 10 seconds in my devotion or 15 seconds. I did it the first night, I did it the second night, third night. By the fourth night, I did not care whether or not I was baptized in the spirit of speaking in tongues. I do speak in tongues, I don't know. But my issue is that they say, I'm calling God a liar if I'm not through the spirit. That God has given me the Holy Spirit already. Okay, thank you. You know, I didn't know what I was praying, but, but I just, God cannot lie. 
So I was entering into the principle. Are you listening to this? I was actually applying the word of God. I was believing that I have received without being taught. Just like the woman with issue of blood. She wasn't taught how to receive from God. Watch, watch this. On the sixth night, after singing praise to God and everything, I got to praise in my prayer where I thank God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said, Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you. Because you're baptizing the Holy Spirit already. I'm speaking in tongues. The Spirit of God is all around me. As I said that, the power of God hits me. And from that day, 1992 to 2023, I've been speaking in tongues fluently. And that's the principle that my wife and I use to pay our rent. One is when I take to receive finances for every aspect of our lives. Children's school fees, our rent, our lectures, everything came like that. All right? We stayed in it. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. If I write now, there's a Toyota Camry 2016. I want to get it to my wife. I'm going to get it. I don't have the money. Nowhere near. I don't, I don't have nowhere near the money. What am I going to do? I'm going to approach God. And I'm going to ask him on the basis of his word. And then I'm going to remain patient, consistent, constant. You know, why I'm adding the meaning of patience is because in English, it seems to mean something else. I mean, if, if you look up patience in, in, in the dictionary, right? It will tell you this. Let me just, let me just read it to you. Are you all with me? Pastor Rami, are you, are you with me? Okay. Now, if you look at patience in the dictionary, this is what it says. It, 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 it almost def, it defines patience as long suffering. Which dictionary is this? Oxford languages. All right. Patience. Able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, suffering, without being annoyed or anxious. Be patient. Your time will come. Do you understand what I'm saying? So how they define patience in the dictionary, right, is not actually what... How, how we understand patience in English is not what patience actually is in the Bible. Patience in the Bible is to take hold of God's word and to continue to apply it until you get the result. So that's how I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. I prayed from May till August. That's about three months. Asking, 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 asking. Why did the Holy Spirit of God not come upon me? Is it that I didn't have faith? Ooh, interesting. Another funny, ambiguous dynamic. See, I prayed for three months without knowing the principle. You see that? I actually didn't know how to pray for that thing. Okay? Now, I stumbled. It was, what's that English again? Serendipity. Right? I stumbled. Right? On the principle. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She didn't know how to receive from God. She, she had heard. That, or she had seen from people who had been healed. And they said, hey, we just touched him yesterday. We touched him yesterday and we got healed. She was like, yeah, if I touch him too, I'll get healed. If I touch him too, I'll get healed. She touched him, she was healed. Now, if she really understood the word of God and how to receive healing, she wouldn't have been in fear when just like, I, we touched him, we touched him. Jonathan, you just entered into that thing with serendipity. You touched him, you're healed. Okay, that means if I touch him too, if I touch him too, the different translation is that she was saved. Not thinking, she was saying, if I touch him too, wait, you got healed, you got healed by touching him. Okay, that means if I touch his, his garment too, I'll get healed too. She touched, you get this, whoa, what happened? But I wonder, could she believe God for all the money she's lost in the past 12 years? Did she not to, would she have known how to pray for the money or pray for enterprise or industry? I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is that, right, patience is one of the places we're lacking. You know, that's why it's important to have a journal. That's why it's important to journal. It's important to get your viral out, brothers and sisters, and document your prayers. What did I ask God for and on which day? Be constant. I remember last year I printed out a calendar, 2022 calendar, and I'll, and I'll be ticking it, ticking it, ticking it. 
until I got to something. I wanted my income to increase three times, right? I was able to get that by, my wife is even listening, I don't know. I think by, by January, February, March, by March, April, my income had increased three times. I stood in faith. Yeah? So, so I'm, 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 I'm appealing to you, brothers and sisters. Let us not approach God with sentiment. Oh, I want to evangel- evangelism yesterday, so God hear my prayer. No, no, leave that one. You should do evangelism. You should do certain things because I mean, you're a child of God. It's your nature. It's the right thing to do. But you don't. You can't use it to transact with God. Ask God for what you want. Yeah. But you've got to understand that you must be consistent, constant, patient, consistently applying the word of God in order to get, in order to receive from the Lord. The Bible says you have need of patience. So after you have done the will of God, which patience? Consistency. You have need of consistency. So after you have done the will of God, you may receive what God has promised. The Bible says we're not say this. But what we're telling you guys, we're very excited when you experience delays, trials, trouble, attacks. Why? Because as long as patience is at work, you will not lack anything ultimately. As lo- whatever situation you're facing, as long as it causes patience, it causes you to rise up, to begin to believe. Do you understand? As long as it causes you to rise up to, con- to, to consistently apply the word of God, the proper word of God, the right word of God in that situation, okay, you will not lack. God will come to you. You will receive from the Lord. Is that okay? So I wanted to, I wanted to just, you know, um, bless you with that. And, uh, but I've not rounded up. I have, I have one more um, thing. I want to go back to the issue of long suffering and completely overemphasize the matter. <laughs> no vex. Uh, don't be, no vex. English for, don't be angry, but I want to over, overemphasize this matter. Okay? To the extent that, you know. Okay, so in Galatians chapter 5, um, the 20, 22nd verse, we have the list of the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? Now, depending on how you read it, the fruit of the Spirit is love. It is the they are loved. So we know that fruit of the spirit is love. What word is this that's translated as love? Let's check the strong. Let's check the strong. It should be agapa or agapine. Oh, it's agapa. Agapa, agapine, agape. The love of God. Yeah. This is, now, 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 in in Galatians chapter five twenty-two, the Bible describes to us, gives us the different attributes of the, of God's love. Inside love, you have joy, peace, long suffering. God's love being the love of God being God's nature. We have joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Okay. Now, if you look at this word long-suffering, what, some of you may have it in your version translated as patience. Okay? But it's not patience. The word is which is the prolonged restraint of anger. As a born-again child of God, you have within you the ability to take it. As a born-again child of God, you have the ability, right, to take offense and not to retaliate. The Bible says, a fool will easily show his annoyance, but a wise man can take an insult. So you have within you, child of God, the ability, right, to turn the other cheek. Don't say it's hard, because your born-again experience has given you the nature of God. You're a new creation. Romans 5 says the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, which means you have the ability to forgive. You have the ability to turn the other cheek. You have it. You're a child of God. 
So is patience not a fruit of the Spirit? Um, there's another fruit, let's call it that, called faith, listed there. In some of our versions, it's called fidelity, faithfulness, faith. The word is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, the New Testament word for faith. Believe is pisteo, it's the same thing actually. Believing is having faith, having faith means you believe. So this is my point. So is patience a fruit of the Spirit? Patience is faith. Using your faith again and 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 again is what we call patience until you get the result. When you are consistent or constant, consistently and constantly applying the word of God is patience. I repeat, the strength, the strength behind patience is your knowledge of the word of God. If you don't have proper knowledge of God's word, you cannot be patient. It's just twinkle, twinkle, little star. It's better you begin to recite nursery rhymes. That will do more for you yeah, than trying to be consistent in, in what is not actually the truth. It's the, you understand? Just like me praying for three months, he baptized Holy Ghost and nothing happened until I entered into the principle. Are you seeing this? So one of the things we do is that we really need to sit down and decide how. I remember somebody, somebody um, making a request. Who was it? Mary. When Gabriel approached Mary and told her all these things, she asked a question. Very powerful question. The question was what? How? How is, how is, how is it going to happen? I would like, I really like to know. That prayer of inquiry is a powerful prayer we should be praying. How? How? Lord, just could you like, you know, um, reveal to me your word? How, how am I going to provide for my family, Lord? You called me into full-time ministry. How am I going to provide for my family? Can you show me? And he will do that. Many of us are not asking God how, because we're, we, we've entered into um, we've, we've entered into religion thinking that as long as you are good, God will answer your prayer. You understand? We've entered into our faith with sentiment. I'm a good person, so anytime I ask God for something, you should answer me. You know? Um, I've seen I've seen people that <laughs> anyway we get we, we we get the point. So the strength behind patience, the strength of it, is what James chapter one verse three says: knowing this knowledge, I need to know how to apply the word of God. I need to know which word of God to apply. Right? That's the strength behind behind my patience. I have to know how to hit the nail. I have to know how to apply the force, or it's just a complete waste of time. Many people have given. Let me let me say it like this. Let me just say let me say it like this. But you know, many people have given up on God, on Jesus, not because Father God was unfaithful, but because they never learned the Word of God. They never learned the Word of God. They were not seeing their prayers answered. They were not seeing results. So therefore, they just are not going to church anymore. Brother, you didn't even know, you were not even part of the thing in the first place. You hadn't even been trained. That's why you gave up. You just don't know how to use it. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? You, just don't, you don't know how to use the word of God. You don't know how to apply the word of God. So you're giving up. Are, are, are you hearing me? That, that's what's actually going on. Because if you learn this thing, right, and you apply it, right, you will... Get the results. That the, this is the word of God. It is God that spoke these words through holy men. It wasn't men that came up with the ideas. It wasn't men that came up with the ideas. This is the word of God. 
you know. So we've got to respect it. There are other passages I like to share, but it's four for it's no, it's eleven forty-seven in Europe, and um I'd like to stop here.